Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is Monday evening going into Tuesday morning. I hope you're all having a wonderful day, folks. I hope you're having a wonderful day today, folks. I made my first loaf of bread, believe it or not. I have not made bread before. So my mother, as you know, was here for Thanksgiving, and she makes all kinds of bread, sourdough bread, artisan breads, and she said to me, listen, I'm going to give you a recipe for a very easy bread to make. It's my go-to quick bread when I don't feel like messing around. And so there's two different versions. One is like an hour and a half rise, and one is an 18-hour rise for the dough. So I did the 18-hour rise because she said that that would be the easiest one. And folks, it was amazing. Okay, I made the dough last night, and then I put it in the oven around noon today, and bam, it was done. Nice and crispy on the outside, nice and moist on the inside. It has a little sourdough flavor, even though it's not sourdough bread. And so tonight, I'm going to experiment. She said that you can use cheeses and spices and everything that you fold into the dough so let me think if i could remember folks because this is a nice little recipe if you haven't made bread it's one last thing you have to buy from the grocery store i don't eat a lot of bread okay but uh, once in a while if i'm going to cheat it better be some good crispy bread on the outside nice and soft in the middle so this is three and a half cups of bread flour and what you want to do 
If you're not going to weigh the flour, you spoon the flour with a spoon out of the bag into the one cup measuring cup. So you get one and a half cups of flour, and then you want to do a half a teaspoon of active dry yeast. You're just going to sprinkle that in there. And then you're going to use about two tablespoons of you know, sea salt or salt that you use to the, the shaker there, two uh, tablespoons of that. And then you want to use one and a half cups of water. So what you're going to do first, use a fork, kind of beat that flour, mix it all up with the yeast and the salt. Then you're going to do one and a half cups of water. You want it warm. It's going to be about 110 degrees. So you can use a little, you know, turkey thermometer in there. Make sure it's 110 degrees. You pour that in, mix it up with a spatula, and it's going to look kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's very loose, okay? Then you're going to cover that with saran wrap in the mixing bowl, and you're just going to leave it out for about 18 hours, all right? Then you're going to take some flour, either all-purpose or the bread flour. You're going to throw that down on your cutting board or whatever, and you're going to take that dough out of there after 18 hours. You're going to turn the oven on 450 degrees. You put the dough down there on the flour and you're just going to fold it over a couple of times all right so you go one two three four you kind of get it in a nice ball by this time it would have it would have risen okay so now you're going to just make it kind of into like a ball if you're going to put in spices or cheese this is where you do it you'd sprinkle it on the dough and then fold it over a couple times so the spices and the cheese go in there now if you put spices and cheese you're going to then take this uh, dough ball right you're going to then flip it over and get it into a nice ball more of like a, a circle it doesn't have to be like a, a ball like a basketball more of a circle and you're going to get the flour on the underside right so it's flour on both sides now and you're going to place the whole thing on a piece of parchment paper then you cover it with the saran wrap. Now, if it does not have spices and cheese, what you're going to do is you're going to let that sit for about 30 minutes. If it does have spices and cheese, you're going to leave it for about one to two hours. You're just going to make sure it rises a little bit more. All right, so you got the oven on 450. You take a Dutch oven. Now, today I used a cast iron Dutch oven with an enamel coating. But tonight, I'm going to just use a cast iron uh, Dutch oven with no enamel coating. I actually heard they work better. So you're going to put that in the oven before you turn it on. Then you turn it on to 450, and you let it heat up, and the Dutch oven is going to heat up along with the oven. So now, if you didn't use spices and cheese, your dough will be ready in about 30 minutes. And if you use spices and cheese, you're going to let it sit for about an hour or two. Just make sure it rises again. Then I took off the saran wrap. And I scored the bread in a cross, like a an X. And then in between uh, each of the X's, I put like a slash. All right. And then I just used some nice, uh, I actually had flake salt. And I sprinkled some flake salt on the top and a little bit of cracked pepper. And then you pick up the parchment paper and you put that right down inside the Dutch oven. You close it up and you put it in the oven for about 30 minutes all right once you're done with the 30 minutes you're going to be very careful you're going to take it out take the top off and then you're going to let it cook in there for about 10 to 20 minutes depending on how dark you want that top to be i went with a nice golden brown a little more than that because i kind of like it crispy and then i use that same turkey thermometer i put it into the bread and you make sure it's between about 190 to uh, 190 to 200 degrees all right once it is you take it out you're going to remove the bread on the parchment paper 
and then you're going to take the bread and sit it on a wire rack and let it cool. Don't try to cut it until it's cool. Uh, otherwise, it kind of crushes the bread. And it's going to be delicious. Cut into it when it's warm. Put a little bit of butter on there. And you're going to say to yourself, I'm not buying bread from the store anymore. So tonight, I'm going to do a test with some spices and some cheese. I'll let you guys know how that goes, folks. So there you go. Life hack right here at the Dustin Gold Standard. How to make your own bread. If I could do it, folks, anyone can. Now, I love to cook. I cook all types of stuff from gourmet Italian food. I do Asian food. Uh, I do really good steaks, uh, stinky cheese stuff, bison burgers, Salisbury steaks, chicken, pork, pork belly. I cook all kinds of stuff. I'd love to cook. But uh, now I will be adding bread to my uh, personal menu here at the Dustin Gold Standard. Plus, it's so cheap to make, and it's a great bribery item for the neighbors. I got a really cool neighbor in the back, this old redneck guy, uh, Jeff. He's like, hey, how you doing there? It's me, Jeff. Well, he's really cool. Uh, during the spring, he came over with his giant old-fashioned rototiller, rototilled our gardens for us. So I'm going to make some loaves of bread and drop them off to Jeff. And then next door, I've got Josh and his wife and the kids over there, greatest neighbors you could ever have when my uh wife was going through actually right after the birth they dropped off this huge tub of homemade chicken soup um josh's grandmother knitted a blanket for william in a camping theme because my wife likes to go camping and hiking it's really beautiful so i'm going to make some loaves of bread for them too so great little bribery items great barter items right there bread ladies and gentlemen next up i will be breaking the law and distilling my own whiskey off my father-in-law's recipe once i get that going it's going to be a couple of months i have to buy some equipment uh i'll let you know how that goes folks because that's a great barter item if all hell breaks loose okay liquor will be right up there with ammunition and guns all right ladies and gentlemen talking about all hell breaking loose we are in the middle of discussing central bank digital currency the system of total control that the central bankers are working on putting into place of course in cooperation with the technocrats this is how the worldwide technate is going to operate so i'm going to be on this topic for a few shows i hope it is of value to you i know transhumanism and everything is very exciting seeing what elon musk peter Thiel, and the rest the gang are doing but cbdc is instrumental in being able to launch the full-blown worldwide technate because it is the system of total control and as you know if you've listened to the last couple of episodes 97 and 98 we've been talking about this starting to go through some of the players behind it and i'm going to continue with that over the next few episodes i've been doing a research project back and forth with maria albanese co-host of the thomas Paine podcast on fridays as well as why awake jim he is getting ready to come back on the show hopefully thursday or friday we're going to record another show and then he's going to be on the road for business and he may not be able to record from there but he has three more shows planned right now in our series check out episodes 80 and 88 if you want to hear the first two parts episode 80 is four hours going into depth on the climate hustle and episode 88 is two hours and expands on that folks in the meantime check us out over at pain.tv slash gold you could join there get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the thomas 
pain podcast and you're also going to get access to a facebook like website and mobile application where you can network with like-minded folks other people that listen to the thomas Payne podcast as well as the dust and gold standard people sharing intelligence over there i don't know maybe people are sharing bread recipes or i should at least post the one that i just gave to you folks but check that out also please leave us a five-star review and a comment at apple podcast it really does help us move up the ranks and we need your help folks we're expanding every day but we're really going to try to make a major push in the coming months to grow as we've gotten a lot of feedback and i think the information that we provide here is of value to all of you otherwise you wouldn't be listening and sharing the podcast also if you'd like to leave a donation uh, we are just starting to monetize the show. I am going to try to turn this into a full-time endeavor. I spend about eight hours a day on this now, basically seven days a week. And so I'd like to be able to turn it into my full-time endeavor. So if you'd like to leave a donation, you can do so over at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. All right, let's pick it back up where we were yesterday. I will just refresh your memory. We're over at decrypt.co. I have that up on the screen for the folks on the video side of this podcast. That is D-E-C-R-Y-P-T dot C-O, decrypt dot C-O. And the title of this article was U.S. Banks Launch a Digital Dollar Blockchain Pilot. Mainstream financial institutions are working with the Federal Reserve to test a digital currency platform and as i told you yes i'm not going to review this whole article because we already did but it says while the crypto market is shaken to its core by the failure of ftx which we covered here in episode 94 traditional financial institutions are taking a step into the world of digital currency a group of banking institutions including hbsc mastercard and wells fargo announced on tuesday the launch of a proof of concept digital money platform called the regulated liability network that's rln and we're going to get into that tonight uh in depth ladies and gentlemen we need to go through this you need to understand what rln is in the meantime i just want to make you aware of this as well this is over at bitdegree.org that's b-i-t-d-e-g-r-e-e.org it's up on the screen for the video audience and this is an article bank for international settlements completes its first cbdc pilot and this is from september 2022 so they ran a pilot in September 20, uh, 2022, and this U.S. pilot was going on, uh, launched a couple of weeks ago. So let's just go through the Bank for International Settlements one. I'm going to show you some information that Maria Albanese and I were digging up last night, but tonight we're going to focus on the RLN network being used by the United States pilot, and then that will work us into reviewing the company consensus owned by joseph lubin who was the co-founder of ethereum along with vitalak buterin who was funded by peter thiel to develop ethereum and now the more research that i've been doing ethereum is the backbone for several pilots being launched around the world for central bank digital currency folks the technocrats are coming at us at warp speed and so we need to try to uncover this stuff analyze this stuff dissect it at warp speed so that we understand what's coming when it's coming 
and how the hell we're going to be able to try to insulate ourselves from it because folks it does not look pretty there is more i mean last night let me just show you up on the screen here this is a doc my document just on google docs and maria and i were doing some digging last night this is just uh, right here about 25 to 30 links on articles pdfs white papers having to do with all of the cbdc projects being launched around the world as we showed you last night on the atlanticcouncil.org website there are over 100 countries making up over 95 percent of the world's total gdp who are in research and development stages some in deployment stages of central bank digital currency now when wide awake jim comes on he'll explain how difficult it is because they're dealing with all these different countries different rules uh different laws different regulations different personalities different cultures different infrastructure but what i see going on with the information that i am finding is that the central bankers are working with partners like visa like mastercard i found now and others to actually integrate the current financial infrastructure into the dissemination of this cbdc using companies like consensus as a connective tissue to create a blockchain overlay utilizing the current infrastructure so they are figuring out how to get this done uh, quickly how fast it will be i'm not exactly sure but i also don't believe that their goal is to have a international cbdc rolled out with cash completely gone like that is an end goal that is not the first goal this first stage this is why they're starting to run tests with three or four different countries packed into a test because it has to do with cross-border functionality of the cbdc so we're going to get into this tonight i'll show you what bank for international settlements is doing the program and the technology they're running and then we'll get into the rln network which is what they're testing here inside the united states states my name is dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard i'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Right here on episode 99, folks, one away from 100. One away from 100. I don't know. Let's see if we can get Maria Albanese on the show for episode 100. I don't know if she'll do it. She's been so busy. She's over there getting her, uh, beating her husband. Uh, 
with a whip making him put up all the uh, Christmas decorations and stuff, folks. That's what she's been doing over there. So, I don't know. Let's see if we can get her on because she has so many little bits and pieces that fit into all these mini investigations we've been doing here at the Dust and Gold Standard. And so, I'd love to just BS with her for a couple of hours and sort of tie up a bunch of loose ends on investigations that I've been running over here at this show. All right, folks, again, we're at bitdegree.org. Bank for International Settlements completes its first CBDC pilot. This is September 28, 2022. It says, Bank for International Settlements successfully tested real-life cross-border transactions between jurisdictions in Thailand, China, Hong Kong, and the United Arab Emirates. The Bank of International Settlements, BIS, an international financial institution serving as a bank and a forum for national central banks uh, for national central banks has successfully completed its first central bank digital currency pilot. According to the LinkedIn post shared by BIS, the pilot program tested real-life transactions between four jurisdictions, the central banks of Thailand, Hong Kong, China, and the United Arab Emirates. See, they're starting to run these tests now, and you'll if you dig into this yourself, uh, or if you keep listening to this show, you'll see they're running these tests with various countries now and testing the central bank digital currency across borders and such. They're really getting it ready because, as Wide Awake Jim points out, eventually the goal is to have all 100, I think there's 112 countries they really want to link into one uh, world currency. It says here, the financial institution noted that the program occurred from August 15th to September 23rd on Embridge Ledger, and that's lowercase m, capital B, R-I-D-G-E, Embridge Ledger, and we're going to take a look at that in a second. It says multiple CBDC, that would be M, lowercase m, CBDC, also known as Embridge, is a platform created as a part of a distributed ledger technology, a DLT, for the CBDC cross-border payment project, Inthanon Lion Rock. So that's I-N-T-H-A-N-O-N hyphen capital L-I-O-N capital R-O-C-K. Inthanon Lion Rock. The project was introduced by Thailand's and Hong Kong central banks in September 2019. During the program, 20 commercial banks used Embridge Ledger to settle various payments for corporate customers focusing on cross-border trades. According to the BIS, over $12 million worth of value was issued on the platform resulting in more than 160 cross-border payments and foreign exchange FX transactions. It is estimated that the pilot program generated over $22 million in value. All right, so again, they're running these tests. They're gearing this stuff up, folks. It says, following the announcement, BIS advisor and solutions architect Daniel Eden used LinkedIn to share his take on the pilot. The advisor noted that, among other things, the pilot program focused on CBDC cross-border payments and the role central banks play in these payments. However, Eden added, quote, we will likely consider more commercial aspects in the future stages of our work, end quote. 
In October, Bank for International Settlements expects to publish the progress report overviewing the technical design, legal, and other regulatory conditions, as well as the future of Embridge. The institution highlighted that those who want to hear about the project directly from Embridge core team are invited to come to Hong Kong FinTech Week from October 31st to November 4th. And we have those videos, I believe, Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, dug those up for us. I have not had a chance to review them yet. It says the uh, Bank for International Settlements report published in June revealed that around 90% of central banks worldwide are adopting CBDC. Based on the information shared by Atlantic Council, 11 CBDCs were launched, 15 are in the pilot stage, and 26 are still developing. And that's the interactive map that we actually shared with you last night so let me just show you here folks because you just have to understand that this stuff is out there right here this is bank for international settlements innovation hub uh, hong kong sar center and this is Inthanon Lion Rock to Embridge, building a multi-CBDC platform for international payments. And this was written in September 2021. And I just want to show you, this is a 72-page PDF. 72 pages, folks. It says right here, abstract. This report sets out the takeaways of Project Inthanon Lion Rock Phase 2 and introduces the scope of the third phase. Phase 2 achieved a prototype that enables three participating central banks to control the flow of their CBDC and to monitor transactions and balances of their issued CBDC with programmable levels of transaction privacy and aspects of automated compliance. And uh, let me just make a note because I want to explain something to you. We talked about programmable uh, yesterday. We're going to get into more detail on that, but I want to just um, tell you something about that as well. It says the prototype demonstrates a substantial increase in cross-border transfer speed from days to seconds, as well as the potential to reduce several of the core cost components of correspondent banking. It thereby demonstrates the potential of faster and lower-cost cross-border transfers for participating jurisdictions. The benefits would be further increased for jurisdictions that do not benefit from a vibrant correspondent banking network. With the joining of Bank for International Settlements Innovation Hub Hong Kong Center, the Digital Currency Institute of the People's Bank of China, and the Central Bank of the United Arab Emirates, the project has evolved into phase three and to this effect has been renamed mcbdc bridge project or in short mbridge phase three involves further experimentation with design choices and technology trade-offs and a future roadmap from prototype to a production ready network that can serve the broader central banking community as a public good through open sourcing to achieve this collaboration with the public and private sector will continue and trials will be conducted in a safe environment so again this is a 72 page report that was published in september 2021 on this embridge project uh here is a quote from 
uh, Augustin Karstens, general manager of the Bank for International Settlements, he said money is one of humanity's greatest inventions. It enables you to specialize in one profession instead of having to do everything by yourself or go through all the fuss of bartering goods. It brings the best out of every individual according to individual capabilities. Money is, so to speak, the oil that makes the machinery work. Well, you know, some would argue with that. Maybe if you knew how to do a little bit of everything, you could live on a homestead, uh, grow your own food, go hunting, and you don't really have to interact with these people in the crazy matrix. Instead, you do specialize in one thing. You go to work, you make money, you bring those food coupons home, and you use them to buy the food that you would have been growing or hunting yourself. The problem is, in the false industrial revolution, according to Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher to Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum and the author of the 2016 book, The Force Industrial Revolution, is that because we're reaching a point in which technology is growing exponentially, the thing, the profession that you have, that you specialize in, may be here today, but may be gone tomorrow folks may be gone tomorrow okay folks i want to show you this because it's very important and this makes my point i'm on page three of this document Inthanon lion rock to embridge bis innovation hub and here we go on page three it says phase two prototype built in collaboration with consensus Ah, who's consensus? I told you they're going to play a big part in this. That is Joseph Lubin. Joseph Lubin, former partner of Vitalak Buterin, who was the co-founder of Ethereum, funded by Peter Thiel to continue building Ethereum, launched Ethereum in 2015. And then Joseph Lubin breaks off and forms consensus, which I told you is working with major players like Visa, MasterCard, and others, and at the same time is working in cooperation with central banks. So phase two prototype was built in collaboration with consensus, uh, PWC, and then Form S. And it says on open source enterprise Ethereum, right? So BIS builds their prototype sitting on top of ethereum which i told you is instrumental in all of this ladies and gentlemen i hope you understand that now let's just look at the contents quick i'm not going to go through this entire document i just want to show you briefly what's going on they have the executive summary they have central bank journeys the bis innovation hub hong kong monetary the Bank of Thailand, Digital Currency Institute of the People's Bank of China, Central Bank of the United Arab Emirates. Uh, you go to the project overview or the background, vision, goals and objectives, uh, objectives, functional scope, CBDC operations, foreign exchange, execution models, accessibility, ba-ba-ba, there's many more things. You go down here, Inthanon Line Rock Phase 2, they have the operating model, the technical solution, the operational considerations. Then you get into Embridge, Phase 3, the governance of this, steering committee, technology subcommittee, much more stuff here, their roadmap. You have conclusion and next steps. And then they have Annex 1 terminology, Annex 2, FX quote 
scope flow charts and x3 project participants and so in here you have bank for international settlements innovation of hong kong monetary authority bank of thailand digital currency institute of the people's bank of china central bank of the united arab emirates and then vendors so again this is all very real ladies and gentlemen all very real it is here there are white papers floating around everywhere i'm talking hundreds if not thousands upon thousands of pages on all of these different test pilots going on so central bank digital currency is coming we're going to figure out when exactly it's going to be here in what phases and this way we can start to make decisions in our personal lives about how we are going to try to evade this system work around this system or agree to play in the system but at least understand how the system works so that we can still try to thrive and not just survive inside of the matrix ladies and gentlemen i'm going to step outside of the matrix for a moment and take a quick break my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 